Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Lifetime Value. I'm your host, Rithik. Today, I have a very special guest, Gerardo, who is the president and co-founder of Cacao Paycard, one of Mexico's leading fintech firms. And I believe Mexico's, if not the world's first, fintech as a service company. At present, the company has issued more than a million cards of a portfolio of around 40 companies. The company, which, which is still relatively young with only four years of operation, has any player trying to enter the market an impressive 10 weeks to implementation. Today, Gerardo is here to talk about the beginnings of Cacao Pay Card, how the company has maintained such an impressive growth rate since its launch, talk about the future of fintech as well as the future of Cacao Pay Card, and Gerardo also shares his leadership experiences how to navigate uncertainty as a leader and gives advice to entrepreneurs. So without further ado, please help me welcome Gerardo. Hello, Ritik. How are you? Good morning and uh, hello to your audience as well. Hey, Gerardo. Thank you so much for joining me. This is such a pleasure to have you and thank you so much for making time. I'm really excited to learn from this particular experience and extremely excited to get started. So why don't you kick things off and, and give us a quick introduction about yourself? Of course, Ritik. Well, uh, in, as part of my background, since I was very young, I think I've been very, always looking for new things. And this is why my spirit on, on always being uh, entrepreneuring in, mm -hmm. in different uh, ways in my life. When I started this payments industry, or, or mainly these projects in the, in the world of payments. I started with a money transfer company in the US, in, founded in San Diego, California. And that, that was the first step I did at that time, looking forward for this phenomenon of the remittances between Mexico and the US. Mm -hmm. And then while diving into the Mexico and US, California, Mexico, uh, my eyes started opening and, and looking about how important and big was this market of international payments. Mm -hmm. All the payment needs were moving the entire world, not only for purchases, but remittances, payments, uh, businesses, payments, corporate, etc. So I was really impressed and, and that got my passion to really got deep into the international payments, remittances, and we started this company and uh, it was like a 10-year project where we started from California to Mexico and then grew mm -hmm. in 13 different states in the United States, sending remittances to 18 different destinations in Latin America. So for me, wow. it was, was a, a very important piece in my life when I have had my learning experience about remittances, payments, electronic payments, and all these new generation of digital payments that was happening and how these started moving and make the life of the people easier in order to send the money to their relatives in other countries, practically in seconds or instantly. And that's where, where practically I started and this started moving, moving me deeply into the payment industry. And following this, uh, this company was acquired by, by another company in the U.S. So when I 
so that I finished one more year with them to release the company. And then I came back to my country, which is Mexico, and, and start mm -hmm. a project of uh, micro lending. There was an important American company that was the underwriter and wanted to mm -hmm. enter into Mexico. So I started developing with a group, a platform to develop this, this new business of micro loans in the cloud, super mm -hmm. simple and focused mainly in workers, employees. So this was more like an advanced solution, cash flow solution for employees. Okay. And while using this, we included the card. Of course, the, the payment was always in my head and, and how can we make it simpler? And of course, within these payments or cards, the most important thing is the information. So mm -hmm. whenever you have all the information, you can profile your customers and with all that data, create a lot of things in order to facilitate and create better products for the user. So we started that and while starting this and using these cards issuing in Mexico by providers, I found that uh, there was a, a big lack of experienced uh, companies in offering this kind of processing and issuing services. So that's why uh, when, I, when I met uh, my today business partner and he was, he was in Evertech and, and that's when, when we started developing uh, this solution with one integration with a, a very large processor. Mm -hmm. And then how can we offer this as a plug and pay solution for everybody in a fraction of a cost? Mm -hmm. And of course, our main driver is the time. Time yep. is the only resource we cannot replace. Time to market, everybody wanted to do it really fast. So those were, I think this is part of my, my background and, and why I'm here right now. Mm -hmm. That is extremely impressive. I mean, from one guy in fintech who probably is just a very junior guy compared to you, you know, I'm, I'm extremely impressed with what you've done. And I think a lot of people in Mexico, indirectly or directly, are extremely thankful for Cacao and its services right now. I just wanted to dive a bit deeper into Cacao's business model itself. So for our listeners who may not be part of FinTech or the payment services, could you explain in terms as simple as possible what Kakao Paycard is about? Yes, of course. And, and this is a question that probably today it's easier for me to answer. Yeah. Because when, when we started creating this, it was more the wind that was pushing us towards this solution. Mm -hmm. And we put together all these pieces that now they call like enablers mm -hmm. to enable programs really fast. So we put together the issuing, the processing, the card admin, the bean sponsor. Uh, in, in one more layer, the FinTech law give us the possibility to also provide ourselves to issue cards. So mm -hmm. I think whatever we put together these things today, they know this as an enabler because it is exactly what, uh, what we wanted to offer. We, we can enable a program and get you up and running in, in a very short time. Mm -hmm. So I think we can call ourselves enablers, card uh, or payment enablers. Understood. So to sort of uh, summarize, right? Like, like, let's just take Voila as an example, right? Very popular neobank fintech from Argentina that wants to break into Mexico, but 
if I want to do what I've done in Argentina, I need to go through months or maybe years of regulation, compliance, burn a lot of money. Instead, I can just come to Kakao and be like, hey, I need to be able to issue a debit card for my potential customers or existing customers here in Mexico. And within 10 weeks, Kakao is able to get not only an app here in Mexico, but also provide the regulation or the license and the plastic, all of the background stuff that most people don't really see happening uh, within 10 weeks. Would that be correct? Yes, yes, of course. Absolutely. Okay, great. So this was very helpful. Now, I, I wanted to dive even deeper. At the end of the day, what you're doing is extremely important. And as I can imagine, you know, you being one of the only ones that I can think of here in Mexico. Among, uh, it, it brings me to this question. Why do you think more people are not doing this in Mexico? Because what I'm seeing right now is this explosion of, you know, everybody wants to issue a card and that sort of thing, you know, but it doesn't seem that Kakao seems to have a lot more competitors than I would have thought about. Yes. Well, I think since, since I was in, in this industry always, I'm struggling with this. I think, that was the main reason that put us together in the first place, having a, a full stack solution, mm -hmm. entire 360, understanding that the time for these players was really important. And mm -hmm. as you can see in Mexico, it's one of the top countries with the, issuing the FinTech law. Mm -hmm. So having this spirit all over the country, it, it makes us to move a lot faster in order to implement this kind of program. So the, the, the purpose and us being the first ones and probably the, the only ones that were born to do this, that put us in this special position mm -hmm. where we can understand and only focus on this as a company to enable a program super fast. We have enabled programs in four weeks. We also rely in our client's uh, technology capability. Mm -hmm. But definitely, yes, I think once we started and now we see other companies international and some other local projects that are willing to participate in this, in this market. And, and we're very happy to hear that because the market is so big and mm -hmm. it's so early stage of this market that we definitely think this is a, a total financial inclusion program and we need more players in the market in order to serve all these great opportunities we see with clients and fintech projects in Mexico. That, that's a very interesting answer. Just a quick side note as well. You know, you have such a big portfolio of companies. Who have been some of the favorites that you've had the chance to work with, if you're able to share that? Yes, no, we're very lucky. I think we have a lot of iconic fintechs that we work with them, uh, like Albo, Bnext, um, Wix, mm -hmm. Flink. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so it's so many. We Bill Pocket, mm -hmm. and uh, we have other financial institutions as well, uh, banks, because the the. The most important thing that we, we learn and we're learning, we're never going to finish learning, mm -hmm. is that 
this is not for only fintechs or neobanks. Okay. That fintech is, is an entire solution for all industries. So I definitely think the fintechization, you can probably call that, and probably it's my bad English, but I think it's a move. And, and I think all the industries are looking forward. How can they make this financial technology on their industries, like for insurances, uh, pension funds, banks, credit unions, Sofipos, uh, Sofomes, all these industries are looking for this technology that can make the life simpler for their users. Mm-hmm. And the users are looking for this new way of bankerization or having financial solutions or payment solutions on their hands. So I think it's, those are the elements where we can see and our portfolios blend is, is moving forward, touching so many different industries, not only the neobanks. Got it. Got it. Now, I wanted to also touch on you know, the future of Kakao Pay Card in specifically two main areas. Uh, what sort of opportunities do you see in the future? And as you might have, as you're obviously aware, you know, there's a few international players starting to enter the market as well. Like, for example, Galileo Technologies, giving you increased competition. So in terms of your personal view on the future opportunities and the future competition, how do you see the future of Kakao? Well, in, in Kakao, we're, we're always learning. We learn from our customers. Mm-hmm. We learn from our competitors. We learn from other countries, new ideas. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that companies like Galileo, Marqueta, Tutuca are, are iconic processors, new generation of processing. Mm-hmm. And, and definitely are bringing new solutions to Mexico. There is a lot of things to learn from them. They have their experience in other countries and they are trying to bring that experience to Mexico. So I, I think definitely there, there is a lot of things to learn from them. Mm-hmm. We have learned other things. There are differences between only processors and cacao. Uh, the processing solution that uh, these new, new kind of processors offer Mm-hmm. It's just one piece of what we offer. We, we have the processing, we have the card admin, we have uh, also the fintech license where we can issue debit. We have our credit card platform. So the idea of Kakao of bringing a full stack is we can enable one program mm-hmm. and the evolution of this program can move along and can be release uh, certain pieces of the stack in order for them to continue, let's say if one of our customers start with us with a Beam sponsor, and then in the future they want to have their own license or have an affiliate license with a Visa or MasterCard, mm-hmm. we definitely can prepare that thing in order to release uh, that Beam to their new license and continue offering the processing services. So. Going back a little bit to your question is, yes, there is a lot in the new players that are coming mm-hmm. that we have to learn from them. And there is a lot of things that we have learned here in, in the Mexico because every country is different. Now we're expanding to Latin America mm-hmm. and, and we are keen to learn from each country because we need, even though it, this is an, uh, let's say, a universal solution, each country will have their own uh, personality and we have right. to adapt ourselves in order to serve that country. 
the way they need. Excellent, excellent answer. Now, I also wanted to ask, what are your thoughts about the fintech law in Mexico? You know, I've heard a lot of good things. Unfortunately, it's taking some time for them to issue the license, etc. But I just wanted to get your, your thoughts as well. Like, what are some good aspects you're seeing? What are things that maybe they can improve in the future? Yes, I, I think I cannot see bad things. I, I, mm-hmm. I understand that whenever there is a new law, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that everybody needs to adapt. And I don't think it's going to be perfect in the beginning. It needs to be alive and, and it's, it needs to be evolving mm-hmm. with the market, the technology. Just imagine how fast the technology moves. Mm-hmm. And these guys are in the technology, financial uh, regulation. So I, I think it's a very, very tough place, but it's admiring that in this country, they have this law and mm-hmm. they really want and they understand that the country in order to get this financial inclusion because mm-hmm. Mexico is, is not really bankerized the way we need in order to, to be a better country. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great to have this, this law and, and we have changes. We have a, a new president and this new president totally supported this law. Okay. Uh, yes. So I, I, I think they are doing the, their best efforts. I think we are doing our best effort. We mm-hmm. need to work together. There is no other way. Mm-hmm. And we both need to be focusing on the financial inclusion and we need us the same to learn from them in order how can we offer these financial services on a very healthy basis uh, in order to be compliant. Mm-hmm. And they, they also, I think they wanted to be open in order to understand how this technology is moving in the direction of the end user that is now driving this entire financial industry mm-hmm. in accordance with their needs and we can really adapt our services really fast. So I, I admire my country. I admire mm-hmm. very, very much what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been all working together for more than a year yes. in order to have our licenses released and we receive comments and we're trying to work with them. Mm-hmm. So this is looking good. I think this is going in the very, very right direction. Very proud to be, to be Mexican and working in this area with, mm-hmm. with the CMBB as well. Amazing. That was a very, very passionate answer. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to ask you about, you know, we, we alluded to this uh, neo banking industry in Mexico. And, and for listeners who may not be aware, Mexico is currently going through this neo banking revolution. You know, I, I would say like there's about 20, 30 players within the market, each offering something interesting to the common Mexican who may or may not have a bank account and, you know, zero cost, very tech enabled solution to access your financial services, et cetera. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this industry because uh, your company is obviously supporting these guys to scale and launch a lot. So I wanted to get your thoughts on the industry as well. Where do you see the neo banking industry maybe three to five years from now here in Mexico? Well, I, I definitely see that it's, it's today it's growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there is a, a lot of new players, and, and as I mentioned, they are they are born from the user needs. Mm-hmm. So all their ideas are on how can they make the financial solutions or the financial services uh, easier 
and more adapted to the end user. So mm -hmm. I think this is just the beginning. I think this is going to get a lot more aggressive. Yep. And as the world is also integrating and, and the globalization that they call, I think these will start linking different countries on an easier way. Today, practically SWIFT is the only tool banks are using internationally to send or receive funds. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think these new solutions, Visa is working hard, MasterCard is working hard on, on solutions, host-to-host uh, uh, -host solutions mm -hmm. uh, of payments. So this is the beginning, Ritik. I think uh, we have a lot more to see and, mm -hmm. and the evolution and the maturity we all need to have and understand in order, in order to have these new financial solutions in place. So this is just the beginning. It will get a lot more aggressive. Absolutely. Um, now, changing tracks a little bit, you know, more towards your personal experiences. Um, as you mentioned in your introduction, you know, you've started a bunch of companies before and had a lot of leadership experience. And I would say like within the podcast uh, series that I've had, you're obviously one of the most experienced people I've had in the, in the podcast so far. I wanted to ask you about your leadership experience. Um, you know, what sort of advice you can give to people who might be, you know, first time founders, just relatively new in this journey and you know how would you how do you uh, navigate uncertainty you know like when you first started cacao you know there was no immediate like competition that you could be like oh okay maybe i can get some immediate learnings from these guys everything was like never been done before which means there was there must have been a lot of uncertainty day to day how do you navigate that well, I, I think that's, there could be two pieces. One, one would be uh, the sense that uh, we have on our heads as, as entrepreneurs that we have our project and we visualize those things and we want to make them happen. Mm -hmm. And the second one is your team. I think if, if you are surrounded by the people that uh, understand what you are thinking and you are willing, Mm -hmm. uh, all together, you make it happen and you start seeing the things that start happening. And then that's the engine of this that will never stop until you, you get to your goal. So I, I definitely think the vision, it's a very important piece mm -hmm. uh, that you really believe on, on, on your goals and, and your vision and uh, on the service you wanted to provide. Mm -hmm. And the other one is to, is to have the team uh, you will need the brain, the heart, and the gods aligned together in order not to, not to be very passionate or not to be very aggressive or not to have a lot. So you have to be very balanced on those three things and have a great team that really believe in you and on what we, we are doing. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how these things start happening. And it's alive, as I tell you this. Probably the idea on, on day one, it's not the same one as today, four years later. True. But you have the, the, the mobility and the ability to adapt really fast on those changes. Mm -hmm. and, and have probably the, the, to be very humble on, on understanding some, that sometimes you're not right and, mm -hmm. and you need to change. So I, I think you have to have your very clear vision, but mm -hmm. you have to understand that this needs to evolve 
in, in accordance with so many things that you will be dealing. Excellent answer. Now, moving to the next section called payback period, um, Gerardo, uh, what question do you have for me today? Okay, this is, this is what I really like. <laughs> and and I, I think I can have a lot of questions, but the main one yep. is what is Ritik doing in Mexico? <laughs> I see your profile and I'm really impressed about your skills. So I really want to understand why are you here? <laughs> that is that is a very very good question um and and you know just being completely transparent uh two things brought me to to mexico you know back in singapore i was working in banking and you know on the surface you know it's supposed to be you know front office in an investment bank you know you're supposed to be top of the world making good money making good connections challenging job but I, I just felt like at that point of time, I just wasn't that happy with what I was doing. Uh, my partner here is, is Mexican and uh, she asked me to come to Mexico for like a two week vacation. I fell in love with the place like immediately, um, made some connections within the finance industry here. And a couple of months later, you know, I, was, I, I just was like, if I ever want to take a risk in my life, uh, now is the time to do it. I had saved some money. I had some experience. Uh, of course, you know, I, I should have stayed longer in Singapore. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a very, very <laughs> immature move. But I was like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it. I, I was uh, 26 years old at that point of time. And I bought a one-way ticket uh, because that's how confident I was. <laughs> Not even a return ticket, just one-way ticket. And I moved to Mexico and, um, you know, I was very lucky, I would say. Uh, I was very persistent and very lucky where I just kept knocking on every single door to see if I can find something. And fortunately, the CEO of Confio and the team there saw something in me that they, they really liked. And I joined Confio about three months from the time that I came to Mexico. So again, I got very lucky and, and you know, that journey from in Confio really fast-tracked everything else and Mexico, every, every month I would say I've been here has been an adventure. At the same time, you know, ups and downs like everything else in life happened. And, and thank you so much for that question as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. Great adventure. So you have an admirer now. I, I, I am your fan. <laughs> Uh, and, I, and I really, really wish you the best. I, I wish you the best because you have the guts and, and the gut feeling to move, to move, to, to follow your instincts. So best of luck. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask if you have any last minute advice for any first time entrepreneurs or any founders um, looking to enter the Mexican market. Well, I think one of the things that I always say is, you get uh, to your dreams, you get only when you're awake. Mm. And uh, in, in Spanish, it's a los sueños se llega despierto. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's the number one advice. Dreaming is excellent, mm -hmm. but you need to get uh, to wake up and really do it. Believe in yourself, get a good team mm -hmm. and, and never stop. So I, I admire everybody, everyone that it's in, in as an entrepreneur or the, the guys following entrepreneurs. So Mm -hmm. I think that could be a good advice uh, that I've been following since day one mm -hmm. for, for everybody. 
Excellent. Great advice. And would you like to share your contact information with our listeners who might want to get in touch with you or, or work with you even? Yes, of course. I think the best would be LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I am, a, I think it's Gerardo Bonilla, or I can send Correct. that to you, Ritik. Sure. I might also our website, cacaopaycard.com. Yep. Those are the, the main in our, in our page. We also have a, a contact information. We're more than happy to receive this kind of feedback from, from your audience. Yep. And, uh, and thanking you for, for the space, Ritik. Well, pleasure was all mine. And thank you so much for taking time out today. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And I hope to uh, have you on the podcast again when you guys are unicorns or decacorns and celebrate together. Okay, okay. <laughs> if not, we will celebrate as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Gerardo. And this was Lifetime Value.